It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. In the show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today on the show, we are going to talk about some reporting, some very interesting reporting about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and those contract negotiations. And then we are going to take your questions. Let's start, though, with this Aaron Rodgers situation. So Pat McAfee went on a rant the other day. About, it's probably overstating it, but he did a segment about this uh, lack of movement by the Green Bay Packers in free agency. And his take was, oh, um, it's because they don't have an owner. And I was all set. I recorded the segment and I was ready to go and I was going to break it down and I was going to say X and Y and Z. And then at the end of the segment, they had... Ian Rappaport from NFL Network on the show, and they asked him about the Packers' approach to the offseason. And what Ian said was that Green Bay had gone to Rodgers with the idea of a restructure. He wanted an extension. And so Green Bay did neither... They moved the money around with other guys and figured it out, and they were able to successfully do it. And it didn't seem like they would be able to do it, but they were. Okay? So that's Ian Rappaport is saying that. Now, here's some more reporting around this. It just so happens. This was a couple of days ago, by the way, and, and I, I, I didn't see it when it happened. I saw the clip later, and apparently... This was just missed on Packers Twitter. I didn't see anyone talking about it. We didn't talk about it. No one sent me the clip. It was very weird. It just sort of fell by the wayside. And then Ty Dunn is doing a QA and a on his site, Go Long, and is asked about the situation. And he said, someone who is very plugged in, who talks to a lot of people around the league, One other thing I heard, I'm quoting now, the Packers would have been able slash open to pursuing a big name this offseason to win a title if Rodgers would have been open to reworking his contract in that manner, presumably a restructure. Instead, 
The dominant narrative is they aren't doing enough for him. These two things work in conjunction with one another. If it's the case that Green Bay went to Rodgers and said, we'll do, let's do the simple restructure. You'll get the money you're looking for. This is what everyone has been asking for. This is what all of the drama was about. This is what, you know, Jason Wildey asked the GM flat out in a press conference, why wouldn't you do this? This has been a topic for weeks. Why aren't the Packers redoing the Rodgers deal? Why aren't they doing the restructure? Why aren't they pushing the money out? It's all to maintain this flexibility to start Jordan Love, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've got two reports now that that is not in fact the case, that what Rodgers wanted was an extension. How do we know, even if that's not enough for you? You also have Mike Silver, who is uh, close with Rodgers, knows his thinking to some extent, saying, doesn't he deserve a raise? I mean, he any NFL Network show that will have him on, he is saying Rodgers has earned a raise. And that seemed kind of weird at first when I first saw oh, what do you, a raise. He got a raise when he got the biggest contract in NFL history, a contract that pays him through 2023. So the narrative, the idea, the premise that Green Bay is unwilling to commit to Rodgers beyond 2021 is, according to these reports, and they all fit together, wrong. Just wrong. So how do we go from here? What is the next thing that could happen? Well, the Packers don't need to do anything with the Rodgers deal. They can extend Devontae Adams, which presumably they were going to do anyway. They can cut a choice veteran or two. You cut Dean Lowry, which, by the way, most fans want them to do anyway. You cut Shannon Sullivan. Maybe you don't even need to do that. And all of a sudden, not only are you under the cap, which they already are, but now you have some wiggle room. Now you have that buffer and you haven't done anything to Aaron Rodgers' deal. And in that way, Rodgers and his agent might have overplayed their hand here a little. Because I can I can totally understand them saying, look, you need the money. You need our money to make this work. And so let's do it. Let's do it. Let's add years. Uh, we'll move the money and, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Right. And Greenway said, well, why don't we just do the restructure? And we don't know which order it is. It doesn't matter in this case. And if Rogers is saying, well, no, I want an extension. Green Bay was able to get all of that money. They were able to get all that money. They were willing to push his money into 2022, which all but guarantees he would have been on the team. It would have been at least the elimination of this lame, lame duck phrasing that has been out there. It's, it is absurd that someone who's under contract for three more seasons is going into a lame duck year. I just don't buy that. I've never bought it. I understand why Rodgers would want some more assurances. But there is a contract. And they signed it. Now, this is not a, a Packers versus Rodgers thing with me. I uh, Look, I don't care. I, I'm, not, I'm not into assigning blame for this. Uh, this is not what this is about. I'm not choosing sides. I'm not suggesting you need to choose sides. That's not what this is. But... 
We just need to understand what's actually happening here and what we were, I think, led to believe was happening according to people who are solid on this stuff. Okay, you don't want to believe Ty Dunn because of the piece you wrote about Rodgers. Okay, I guess. But Ian Rappaport is not in the business of just making stuff up. Now, do we think, oh, you know, they couldn't sign. If they wanted to sign someone, they could. Sure. And... It is the case, and this is the pushback I kept getting from fans. Well, they could still, they they don't need Rodgers' sign-off for this. That's true. That's true. So what does that mean? That's the weird part of this. They they could just have restructured him. They they chose to do this other stuff. They they chose to add void years to Billy Turner's deal and to Adrian Amos' deal. They choose to rework Zadarius Smith. They chose to to sign Kevin King to a contract that needed, you know, 10 void years on it to make it work. All when they could have just done the simple Rogers restructure. Now, if we know that they were willing to move money into the 2022 season, then I don't think it's crazy to, to believe that they would be amenable to some kind of reworking of his deal that isn't just a simple restructure, that is a de facto extension. It depends on what Rodgers is asking for, and it depends on what Green Bay is comfortable with. It may be as simple as they were willing to do, they, they may have done the simple restructure anyway if they had found a free agent who was willing to come at a number that they felt comfortable with, a big fish, so to speak. And there are still some guys out there. Casey Hayward is still out there. Richard Sherman is still out there. We're going to talk about Richard Sherman in the second half of the show. They could still do it. They could still use that money. The thing is, now they don't have to. And that gives them flexibility that they wouldn't have had with the restructure, a restructure Again, I can't emphasize this enough. They were reportedly willing to do. So the idea that they were being intransigent on this is not true. And it seems like the idea that Rogers, all he wanted was a little security, also not true. Now, of course, there are shades of gray in this. And we know that. There always are. And so, again, this is not about picking sides. This is not about Rodgers versus the Packers. This is not about trying to ramp up drama. This is trying to figure out what's going on. And the reporting says that Green Bay is willing to do something with Rodgers' deal. Willing to push that money out. Rodgers wants more assurances. To me, that tells me that the most likely outcome here is something gets done. They're, they're pulling the rope in the same direction. That's a little bit of a tortured metaphor, but they both want the same thing. Now, the thing is, now Green Bay needs that thing a little less. They don't need the money, at least right now. And so how much of that rope is the same direction? Now, we also have reports that multiple reports, by the way, Tom Silverstein, Charles Robinson from Yahoo, that Jordan Love, not ready. Didn't get materially better. Didn't look ready at the start of camp and didn't get materially better over the course of the season. And by the way, that's not that surprising. We knew he was a raw prospect coming out, got no offseason work, got limited reps in training camp. And then during the season, there's no time for him to run with the offense. I mean, no time. 
He's got to run scout team and and there's just not reps for him. I mean, it's not even a redshirt season. It's something less than that. It seems implausible, not impossible, but implausible that so long as Aaron Rodgers plays well, he would not be the quarterback of the Packers. Remember, he is under contract through 2023. So if it's the case, based on the reporting, we believe it to be the case that Rodgers wants an extension and Green Bay is willing to, to at least give him assurances and push money out into the 2022 season, which would also, by the way, in a simple restructure, push money into the 2023 season, some money, but probably a palatable amount for Green Bay, in a year where 2022 is already cap hell for the Packers, that suggests a willingness to, to negotiate on this. So I, I think in some ways, even though I, I, some of the details I, I think it could, if you wanted to, point toward contentiousness, I actually think it's the opposite. That they went to Rodgers, they said, let's rework your contract. And he said, well, I want a little more than that. Well within his rights. And Green Bay said, no. Probably. Or they said, well, we gotta we gotta figure that out then. And that's gonna that's gonna be a longer process. And it's gonna take time to negotiate these things. They, presumably they've been wanting to extend Devontae Adams for a long time. Contract negotiations are long, arduous processes. And for Green Bay, it probably means trying trying to find a way to both find Rogers' sweet spot in terms of his happiness and also keeping their options somewhat open. That takes some time. They were able to to do the finagling that they needed to do, the funny money math, and now maybe something gets done. But Green Bay doesn't have to do it, and that means they're now negotiating from a position of strength because Rodgers is under contract. And unless he wants to play his big trump card, and that is, hey, I'm just... I'm just done. I still think something gets done here. Today's episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life or whoever these rings are. Are for using diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana. Ten female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so go find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. I am your host, Peter Bukowski, with the updates on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, let's get to your questions. And I actually do want to start with this one because it is related to our first topic. 
Hey, Peter, Daniel from Madison, Wisconsin, calling here, big fan of the podcast. So I don't know if I read this someplace or maybe I made it up in my mind, but I was thinking of the scenario where Green Bay plans on moving on from Rodgers this next year after the 2021 season. What are the odds that maybe they trade up using next year's first-round draft in this upcoming draft to get some firepower for this year, thinking that when they move on from Rodgers, they're going to get some of those picks back in the trade? I mean, you're thinking things keep up. All right, so this is fun, right? You wouldn't. So uh, there's a couple of things at play here. The first, let me just take the the first part of this. Would you trade up to get weapons, knowing that? And to me, it's not knowing you could get picks back. It's knowing that if you do intend to move on from Rodgers in a year or two, that whoever you move up for, you move up for Rashad Bateman. If, you know, let's say one of these guys falls, you really like Jalen Waddle, he falls, something like that, and you want to move up to get him, you know that it's not just for Aaron Rodgers, it's for Jordan Love too. There is some wisdom to that. Now, any player you pick now, you probably hope is on your team when Aaron Rodgers retires, whenever that is. Because you hope that that guy's good enough to you know play out his whole rookie contract, which is, if he's good, five years. This is an interesting idea, though, of, of trading up with future assets, believing that you're going to get assets for Rodgers in a year. Now, again, I don't think they're going to just arbitrarily say, it's time, you're done. I just don't believe that. I, that's just it's it would be monumentally stupid and it's really never happened so unless Rodgers says I want out he's the quarterback so long as he's playing well I don't think Green Bay is going to be like well it's time no I don't think that's going to happen if he plays well he's going to be the quarterback so it, it's a fun question but the idea and, and and maybe at some point you know the the relationship does become too cool it becomes too icy and they think, hey, look, this is just not salvageable. I and mean, look, we have no reason to believe that's true. But that is a, a situation that could arise. I don't think it will, but it could. Uh. So if you think that could happen or is likely to happen, then you could make a trade like that. I mean, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibilities at all. Uh, this is a player we haven't talked a lot about. Um, and, and I get a lot of questions about it on Twitter, especially. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Uh, this is Reed calling from York, Pennsylvania, same hometown as John Kuhn, which is kind of cool. Uh, calling today because I would like to hear your case for the Packers being able to trade up into the high teens or low 20s to take a falling Micah Parsons should that happen for some reason and why having an elite inside linebacker, even though we're all high on Barnes and Kamal Martin, we think they're great, but what an elite linebacker with that talent could do for this defense having elite players already at corner, defensive line, edge rusher, and a dynamic safety duo. Thanks so much, and go Pack Go. So, I defer to my buddy Jacob Westendorf over at Game On Wisconsin and Packaday Podcast, who also does you know some stuff behind the scenes here at Locked On Packers. Um, if Micah Parsons is there at twenty nine, um, you you don't want Micah Parsons. And I know this is you know trading up for him if he falls or something like that. <sighs> Look, no, no, even without the off field stuff, 
I just am not trading up for a linebacker under any circumstances. I'm just not. You can find them later, and I, it's I'm just it's just a, a firm no. Uh, he is an, an incredible athlete, length, pass rusher. He could be Devin White, but remember, Devin White is a rookie, not very good, and he's still figuring out coverage. Fit very well in that Todd Bowles aggressive blitzing scheme. Joe Barry's scheme is not like that. So, you know, you could always use a player with his physical gifts, with his athletic traits. I just don't see it making sense for Green Bay, uh, almost irrespective of, of the coverages and schemes that they're playing. All right, I really like this question. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? Brian here from Vancouver, Canada. Love the show, by the way. I'm just wondering, hypothetically, do you think being so close to the draft here, it makes sense to still advance Rogers' contract, the signing bonuses, and sign someone like Richard Sherman, and then free up the Packers for what they want to do in the draft? Or should we wait still, see what happens in the draft, and then maybe try and fill out some needs? Thanks, Peter. Have a good one. Go Pack Go. So... This, again, ties into our first topic. I There is still money in the banana stand, right? They could, if things don't go their way, I think this is the thing. Richard Sherman is not going to get signed. He said it on the PFF podcast. You know, um, he, he, he what, the, the phrasing was something like teams are going to go see if they can get a young pup. And if they can't, they're going to go get an old fool or something like that. I mean, it was, it was a, a nice turn of phrase. If you can't get your guy. Then you can go out and sign Richard Sherman. So the draft, the board falls weird. I think Newsom is going to go early. And it's going to leave them with options that are not exactly, you know, those, those top-tier corners. So maybe you take an offensive tackle. Sam Cosme, Tevin Jenkins, Alex Leatherwood, someone like that. And then in the second round, you know, a receiver that you didn't think was going to be there shows up at 62. And you take them and you're like, oh, hell yeah. And then in the third round, you know, maybe then you get a corner, but it's a developmental type. It's one of the, you know, Robert Rochelle, someone like that, who just like has no idea how to play football right now, but is an absolute freak athlete. I compared him um, to, to Tex Western, my, my editor over at Acme Packing Company, to Sam Shields. Guy just is still figuring out how to play football, but the, the physical talent and, and the sort of football instincts are there. And you could feel like, hey, we had a good draft, but you still need that corner. And I actually think Casey Hayward would make more sense because he has some experience playing in the nickel, has some experience in this scheme. You know, you have these other guys who can play the nickel. That's why I don't think Kevin King, you know, prevents them from signing someone like Sherman, but maybe Hayward makes some more sense because you could play outside or inside. You could put Darnell Savage in the slot. You could put Jair Alexander in the slot at times. I mean, you can mix coverages a ton that way. You wouldn't have to have a dedicated slot player. Joe Barry said, I want as many guys as possible who can do that. All right. Well, Richard Sherman probably can't, but if you have, you know, a guy like Savage and you get Trayvon Merrig, let's say. Well, now you got a slot corner and you you could bring Sherman in, something like that. I think that's a situation that actually would make a lot of sense for Green Bay. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Yesterday, I was I was eating the uh, the carrot cake 
with with walnuts in it, like real big chunks of walnut covered in chocolate. Oh my goodness, it's so good, just so delicious. These things deliver every single time. I got a funny text from someone who showed me the screen grab that that his mom took his last built bar, and she said, "Order more." <laughs> That's how good these things are. They're all covered in 100% chocolate and they are great. Just a snack, grab and go. Or if you're someone who's coming off a workout, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They are legit. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% off bonus on your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And speaking of bonuses, go get yours at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, Major League Baseball, and hockey are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And use that promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus. You put money in, they match it up to 50%. Promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, last one here. What's going on, Peter? It's Ben from Boise, Idaho. I had a question. Um, in a recent mock draft I was doing, I had Farley, Newsom, and Rashad Bateman all fall to me at 29, and I was wondering what you would do in that scenario and what you think Goody would do in that scenario. Thanks. But All right, this is tough. This is tough because if we're just going by the board, and the Packers, by the way, they care about the board. For me, it would be Farley, Bateman, Newsom. And, you know, to to the point that we were talking about earlier, you have in your back pocket Sherman Hayward. Assuming you think you could get those guys. And maybe you'd be on the phone immediately after you make the pick to see. The the Farley back question is a real one. And you know, I, I've talked to some people about it, and it's it's not great from what I've read and heard, not about him specifically, but just these kinds of injuries. There are real questions, and it's it's gonna it's gonna come down to what the scans look like. I, I just think there's there might be too much risk with Farley. I personally would do it. I don't think Green Bay would do it. Um, so then it's really tough. It's really tough. I think Newsom is just such a good fit for what Green Bay wants. He is such a Packers type. And I think you could get a reasonable facsimile of Rashad Bateman in round two, round three. I think this is such a good receiver class that way that I would take Newsom, um, but it would be really tough. I think more likely you're going to see this flip that Newsom is going to be gone and that you're going to be sitting there at 29 and you could have Farley or Bateman um, that that is a scenario that I think is is relatively realistic. If that's the scenario, Green Bay is in awesome awesome shape for this draft. All right, we're going to be back next week, and uh, we're gonna, we're getting down to it. We are really getting down to the nitty gritty of the draft. So a lot more to get to as we get closer. Trying to you know parse who's going to be gone, who won't be draft strategies, all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. 
iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.